Peace of our Lord be with you. Do not judge, and you will not be judged. With those words, today's gospel lesson calls us to show all others the same grace we want all others to show us by being as judgeless toward others as we want others to be judgeless toward us, which places do not judge and you will not be judged in a wider Bible orbit with Romans 14, 13. Let us no longer pass judgment on one another. James 4, 12. Who are you to judge your neighbor? John 8, 7. Let anyone who is without sin cast the first stone. And Matthew 7, 13. Why do you see the speck in your neighbor's eye, but do not notice the log in your own eye? A familiar chorus of well-known Bible verses and voices, all of which call us to be as judgeless toward others as we want others to be judgeless toward us. And yet, in this life, there are judgments which we must make. In fact, in my Bible, where that verse appears in today's gospel lesson, do not judge and you will not be judged, I have an arrow drawn from that verse up into the margin of my Bible where I have written back to my Bible, but what about all the judgments we must make? Not about people, which is God's work to do, but about dangerous and destructive words and actions and unjust and abusive policies and practices. A life with no judgments would be a life which is not angered by the kinds of things about which all Christians should be angry in this world. In fact, here's a good measure of your own moral compass. Do you spend more time being angered by the inconveniences in your life or the injustices in other people's lives. What do you spend more 
of your emotional energy being troubled and angry about the injustices in other people's lives or the inconveniences in your own life. A life with no judgments would be a life which is not troubled by the injustices and abuses about which all Christians of every stripe and kind should be troubled. Sometimes the only way we can stand up for the same people Jesus would stand up for is by standing up against the same things Jesus would stand up against. And we know who those people are Jesus would stand up for, so we know what those things are Jesus would stand up against. We don't get to plead ignorance when it comes to those kinds of judgments. Take, for example, the Quakers who were among the first to call for the abolition of slavery because they had made a moral judgment that slavery was sin. Or Dietrich Bonhoeffer, who helped lead a resistance movement against Hitler because he had made the moral judgment that anti-Semitism was sin. Or take our own Medgar Evers and Vernon Damer, calling for equality under the law for all persons because they had made the moral judgment that discrimination was sin. All of which is to say that when today's gospel lesson says, do not judge, it does not relieve us of the responsibility of making real, clear judgments. Not about people which is God's responsibility, but about hurtful and harmful words and actions, which is our responsibility. Needless to say, every personal failing, reckless moment, foolish choice, and careless word does not need to be confronted or judged. Rather, it is those truly dangerous and destructive, harmful and hurtful words and actions, systems and practices which need to be confronted while none of us needs to go around confronting everything all the time, 
all of us must at some point confront something. Speaking the truth with no exaggeration, no spinning or shading, nothing but absolute disciplined clarity and making real, clear judgments concerning words and actions and systems and policies and practices which are hurtful and harmful and thus need to be named so that they can be changed. The question, of course, is how to make those kinds of judgments while simultaneously being judge-less about people. How do we make the kinds of judgments, clear, true judgments, which must be made in this life without violating the spirit of do not judge and you will not be judged and let us no longer pass judgment on one another and who are you to judge your neighbor and let anyone who is without sin Cast the first stone. How do we embody that kind of humility, generosity of spirit, gentleness and kindness and grace while also making clear, true judgments about that which is unjust, abusive, oppressive, and wrong in this world? to make those kinds of judgments while also being judgeless about people may sound impossible. It may sound like the most impossible of paradoxes. And I think it probably would be if there were no Holy Spirit at work in our lives. But because there is the Holy Spirit at work in our lives, it is completely possible for us to make clear judgments about harmful and hurtful words and actions inside our own families and in the wider world while also being as judgeless toward the persons behind those words and actions as we want them to be judgeless toward us. In fact, it has become my experience that to be judgeless and to make judgments 
is for those who are walking in the Holy Spirit not only possible, but inevitable. I don't know exactly how to explain that except to say that it has become my experience that if we walk in the Spirit prayerfully enough for long enough, a judgeless life of clear, true judgments which we once found impossible to live, we will eventually find impossible not to live. The longer we walk in the Holy Spirit, and the closer we get to Jesus in our lives, the less possible it will be for us to remain unbothered by, neutral toward, and silent about, the abuses, inequities, and injustices which bring hurt and harm to others. While at the same time, our spirit will grow so progressively gentle and kind and grace-filled that we will find ourselves making those necessary, true, clear judgments, judgelessly 